Welcome back to the Viking Update Show with John Krasinski, Jim Suhan, and Brandon Morton, our producer. Uh, we don't know when the Dalvin Cook news is going to come down, but we also we do know that it is the defining issue of this offseason at the moment. Eventually, we'll get on to Justin Jefferson's contract negotiations. I have I have trouble panicking about contract negotiations in May for a season that starts in September and a training camp starts in August. The Dalvin Cook thing remains front and center. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. Uh, no official move has been made by the Vikings. We all think that they are trying to trade him, and if they can't trade him, they will simply cut him and move on. Uh, but it does bring up some really interesting issues here. You know, number one, uh, can they be as good or better a team without Dalvin Cook and without a star running back? Uh, is this the right move to make in the modern NFL financially and in terms of roster building? And the other thing is, let, let's get into this here. Where does Dalvin Cook rank on the list of all-time great running backs? Uh, they're really, when you, when you look at production, sheer production, there aren't that many people who belong near the top. So let's get into all that here. Uh, this is, again, the Viking Update show at TalkNorth.com. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It's the easiest way to listen. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Aquarius Home Services. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio. TSR Injury Law, 612-TSR-TIME, and Star Bank. Uh, so let's get into it here. Uh, let's start with the biggest possible picture. Uh, where do you think Dalvin Cook belongs in the all-time ranking of Viking running backs? Yeah, it's, you know, you look at just the sheer numbers, um, and I think he's third all-time in in rushing, um, uh, rushing yards uh, on the franchise list. Adrian Peterson first, Robert Smith second, Dalvin Cook third, Chuck Foreman fourth. Um and I, I, so I, I look at that. I look at his touchdowns. I look at his yards per carry, four point seven. Um, I, it seems like somewhere around. He's definitely top five, maybe, maybe three or four. Obviously, Adrian Peterson is by far and away the best that they've ever had. I think Robert Smith is a little underrated. Um, in terms of what he was able to do in a in a shorter tenure with the Vikings, uh, but he and Dalvin are a little similar in some of the injuries that they dealt with and just and, and that sort of thing. Dalvin scored 15 more touchdowns than than Robert Smith, so so that gives him the edge there. But I might go. My guess, just off the top of my head here, I think I might go Adrian one, Robert Smith two, Chuck Foreman three, and Dalvin Cook four. Um, and then it's a drop off. Then you get into Bill Brown. You get into, you know, uh, Ted Brown, D Dave Osborne, those types of players. Um, you know, uh, Chester Taylor, Terry Allen, those guys. But um, but I think that it feels like he's either three or four on my list when you look at just breadth of his career, production, um, and and all of those things. Well, I'm going to say something that sounds contradictory. Ooh. I think that the, not to you, uh, two facts that, or two opinions that might seem to oppose one another. Uh, number one, I think Dalvin Cook might be the second best back in Vikings history. Mm -hmm. Number two, I do think it's time to move on from him. Uh, mm -hmm. Now let's start with point number one. You're right. There are four who set themselves apart. Adrian Peterson, obviously the greatest running back in Viking history. 
Uh, you cannot just can't argue with the production uh, or the way he carried teams. Uh, I think Chuck Foreman is number four. Uh, great pass catching back, yes. Uh, but, you know, rushed 3.8 yards a carry, uh, six, you know, 63 yards a game. Uh, he was an excellent receiver. But I, I still think as versatile as he was, you still want somebody who can carry the ball and carry a, an offense. If you're going to have a star running back, you want them to be a runner primarily. So that means that would leave Smith and Cook for a very close battle for two and three. Uh, Cook fumbles more. That's a point in Smith's favor. Smith was probably even faster than Cook. That's a point in Smith's favor. Uh, and Smith averaged 0.1 more yards per attempt than Dalvin. Those are all points in his favor. I'm going to put Cook ahead of Smith for number two for these reasons. Uh, number one, I think the the he was more of the centerpiece of the offense than Robert Smith was. Mm-hmm. Robert Smith was kind of the guy who who kept people honest while playing with great receivers. I thought Dalvin Cook, there were times he was the best offensive player. Until Justin Jefferson proved he was great, he was their best offensive player. Number two, I think thought Cook was a better goal line and short yardage back. I thought he found I just I thought the way he hit holes, the way he pressed holes, uh, I thought he was even better than Smith short yardage. And while Smith averaged slightly more yards per rush, Cook averaged 82.1 yards per game rushing. Smith averaged 69.86 yards per game rushing. And so I, I think that, again, points to the fact that Cook was more integral to his his offense. Um both are great backs. Both are great speed backs. Both made big plays. Uh, and I, th- I, th- I think they were both good and very good in the screen game as well. And I, th- I would make that something of a toss up. Yeah, I, I, I do like your argument. Um, and, and I do think that one of definitely the most convincing things, you know, just as I'm you know, kind of thinking about this more in my head and listening to what you say is that um, certainly with Robert Smith playing with Cunningham, Culpepper at his prime, at his peak, uh, great quarterbacks and like two of the top what six receivers that have ever played the game yeah. um with him certainly made his life a lot easier than the large portion of Dalvin Cook's career here. Uh Cousins has been fine, he's been productive. He is not what Dante Culpepper was at his peak. He is not what Randall Cunningham was in 98. Uh Justin Jefferson has been great and really productive. Um, but they haven't had the other complementary receivers, you know, even with Diggs. Diggs was a really good receiver uh, prior to, to Jefferson's arrival, but uh, but certainly not in Moss and Carter's class. And I do think that here's the other part that really is in Dalvin Cook's favor is that Dalvin Cook's offensive line is nowhere near what yeah. Robert Smith's offensive line was. I mean, that that line that Robert Smith ran behind was full of studs hall of famers just even the guys who were not you know hutchinson and randall mcdaniel and those guys it they were really really good stucy was a really really good uh tackle um you know jeff christie and you know the really good centers that they had they had really he had really good blocking and oftentimes dalvin cook uh has been running behind a very suspect offensive line and yet has still remained really really productive arguably the second most productive you know back in the in, in Vikings history because 
Robert Smith played two has played two more seasons and what is it? Yeah, it's 25 more games than Dalvin Cook and and Dalvin is pretty much right on his heels in every category, you know, and and has exceeded him in touchdowns. So there's definitely been more on Dalvin Cook's shoulders in his time in purple than there was on Robert Smith when he was in Minnesota. Okay, now let's get to the pending question. Are the Vikings better with Dalvin Cook at this age, at this salary, uh, coming off a season where he did help them win some, I mean, he made big plays in a, a handful of games and went really game winning plays in, in maybe two or three. Is Are the Vikings better off without him uh, and that's that's a complex question. Let's get to it. Once again, we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studios, and we want to thank Aquarius Home Services. Scott here, your Aquarius Home Services radio guy. Remember complaining about how long the winter was? And now it's time to get ready for hot, humid summer days. Be worry-free with your AC and schedule your tune-up with Aquarius. A quality-trained technician will do a thorough evaluation, review all the details and recommendations, and answer any questions. At Aquarius, our goal is to always provide amazing service and earn the right to be recommended. We're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. And you know the deal with TSR injury law, 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. If you're injured, call them. They will take good care of you. They will not charge you unless they win your case. They win lots of cases. That's why they are such a great Minnesota success story. also want to let you know that uh, big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps and convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about StarBank. StarBank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family-owned to treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at StarBank, and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be, a throwback to the good days. Mobile app, check, convenient services, you got it. Check out StarBank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with a local community bank that cares, starbank.net, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. So I do believe that at the running back position, you want to cut your losses before you end up with someone who just can't function anymore. I feel like most running backs fall off a cliff once they get to a point, especially if you're a speed back uh, or you've taken a lot of hits or you've had a lot of injuries. I think there's a steep decline around the corner. I don't think it's the position where you want to spend a lot of money. And I wrote about it recently. Uh, You look at recent Super Bowl champions, you look at the, the teams that are thought to be the smartest operators, they just don't invest a lot at the position. doesn't mean you don't want a good running back. Of course you want a good running back. But if you're choosing to invest money or high draft picks in running back or pass rusher, defensive lineman, cornerback, quarterback, star receiver, I just think your resources are better used elsewhere. I also feel like, and this is, you know, nobody can prove this. Everybody can have their own opinion because it's just a gut feeling. I feel like Dalvin might be getting close to falling off that cliff, and I think they're wise to move on from him. I'll also throw in one more thing. Uh, Madison is a better pass blocker than Dalvin Cook. This is a passing offense. Uh, Kevin O'Connell wants to run a passing offense. Uh, he was where He had his greatest success as an assistant coach. They won a Super Bowl with Cooper Cup as the obvious number one off- offensive player. It was a passing offense that tried to keep you honest with the run. I think that's what he wants to recreate here. So I do think it's time to move on from Dalvin Cook. So I I cannot dispute any of what you just said. You're exactly right that most what appears to be smart organizations are building their rosters in completely different ways in this modern era 
and it is minimizing the running back and it is maximizing quarterback receivers, sometimes even tight ends, things that for the passing offense. And so I do agree that for the long-term financial solvency and maybe even competitive solvency of the Vikings that moving away from Dalvin Cook makes a lot of sense if it happens as presumably it will at some point this summer. The one thing that I do want to sort of push back on or at least examine a little bit in more detail is this sort of comparison that we're going to have between what you have in Delvin Cook as a runner and what you have in Alexander Madison as a runner. And um, right, Madison, better pass blocker. Um, but but I think like there's there's been a a new emphasis, newfound emphasis on efficiency in the run game. And, you know, uh, making sure you're getting positive yardage, that sort of thing. And Dalvin Cook does have a, a bunch of runs for zero or lost yardage a, as part of his overall rushing resume. He also has a heck of a lot of runs of 20 yards or more explosive runs that, you know, the Miami game that he just end that he ends in a, in the blink of an eye, things, you know, the home run hitting style. And so I have seen some analysis when you're looking at it like, well, actually the Vikings won't really miss all that much because if you take away the explosive plays from Dalvin <laughs> cook, you know, the, the, the efficiency is, is actually in favor of Madison. Well, you can't take away those explosive plays. Like no. the explosive plays are what make Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook. So like, I do think that there is a, there is going to be a miss, you know, the Vikings are, are definitely going to miss that ability for, Dalvin Cook to catch a swing pass, make a guy miss, and he's off to the races. Um, just producing six points out of nowhere just because of his speed, his vision, and his ability to finish runs like that. Maybe eventually that's Wang Wu or Ty Chandler. Maybe Madison finds a way to do that, but it, it, Madison feels a lot more like Leroy Horde. Like, hey, you want three yards? I'll get you three yards. You want four yards? I'll get you three yards. Like, yep. And 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 that's reliable. That maybe that may put this Vikings passing offense in better situations over the long haul of a game, not being behind uh, the sticks and and things like that. But I don't want it sort of like just thrown away. Of just well, yeah, you j- just take away those those runs from from Dalvin, and he's kind of a normal back. No, the what makes him an abnormal back is the the ability to produce those explosive runs at fairly high volume. Oh, no doubt about it. And and that, I think you're hitting on a really important point here. They will miss what Dalvin Cook gave them last year. He won the Miami game. He won the Washington game. He helped with the greatest comeback in NFL history with the the screen pass and score on it, which was an incredible play he made uh, to beat the Colts. Uh, They will absolutely miss what he gave them last year. The real question is, do you think you're going to get a great season out of Dalvin Cook this year. And another yeah. thing I, I point out is, you know, if you look at Cook's stats, uh, last year, 
and I'll, you know, I'll have to look it up again while we're talking here, but last year he was not, you know, he, he made the big plays, but he was not all that reliable or all that integral when it came to yards per game, which, you know, I, I it's kind of an analog stat. It's not one of your modern stat that, that people can, can, you know, point to, but I kind of like it. It's, it shows not only what a running back is capable of, it shows what he's going to be used to do. So in, you know, in his healthy seasons, he averaged from 2019 to 2021, he averaged 81, 111, 89 yards per game. Last year, he averaged 69 yards per game. And that to me is almost the most important stat here because are you going to miss the big plays? Yes. Are you sure he's going to be capable at this age and with this wear and tear of produce, reproducing those big plays? You can't be sure. What did he give you on a per-games basis last year? 69 yards per game. That, to me, is almost like Adam Thielen-like. It's a number that isn't that hard to replace if you can, if you can, if you can ignore the fact that Dalvin made some special plays last year. Right, and, and so I agree with you in terms of the production that he gave versus the salary that he was paid, it, it's just not enough. When you're paying a running back that much money, you have to get Derrick Henry production. You have to get, you know, very top of the line, you know, 90, 100 yards a game and a bunch of touchdowns. And it has to be a core part of your identity going forward. And so from that respect, you just you, you just look at what he made versus what he produced. Not enough. And I think it is OK to look at it and say, well, he is getting a little bit older. He has had several injuries and his body is, has taken a lot of wear and tear, is this the beginning of the end of Dalvin Cook? It's possible, entirely possible. One thing, though, also that I will, I, I think, argue is that it, it just seemed like the way that Kevin O'Connell runs an offense was not going to put Dalvin Cook in a feature role. And, and that's fine. That, that's the way that the NFL is moving. Um, but I expected... Dalvin Cook's production to drop last season, just given the change from a Mike Zimmer run first, or at least run as often approach to a Kevin O'Connell past first and second approach. And, and so some of that production uh, drop could be attributed to game plan, to stra uh, strategy scheme, all of that stuff. But I also think you cannot ignore that it could be, somewhat attributable to uh, wear and tear, to aging, to to all of the things that you worry about a running back as he gets into a sixth, seventh, eighth year in the league and how quickly that can drop off. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, exactly right. And so this leads to the next question. Can you win at a high level with Alexander Madison and Wong Wu and Chandler and McBride as your running back group? Um, I think the way the NFL is going, the way this offense works, pass blocking is very important. Being second and seven instead of second and 10 is important for the way they, they, they call plays. Uh, Wong Wu might be spectacular as a third down kind of back. Madison is not as, let's just say, Madison is not as good as Dalvin Cook. He's just right. not. Uh, but can he be good enough 
to justify shifting resources from the running back position. I think there's a chance. There is a chance. Yes, I, I think so. Um, because I do, th- I, I do think like kind of getting to the larger theme of really this, this discussion is that it is easier as an offense in the modern day NFL to get by without a dynamic running back versus getting by without dynamic receivers, pass catchers, and and certainly without a good quarterback. So uh, they can sort of scheme around whatever limitations Alexander Madison has. Uh, What I do think is going to be interesting is to see how Madison really adjusts to his role as a number one running back. Now, his, you know, him being a number one running back in this offense means a heck of a lot different than being a, uh, a, a number one running back in a Mike Zimmer offense. Like that's just, there, there's not going to be the same pressure to, to produce. There's not going to be the same workload, any of that stuff. But um, there's also going to be a difference for Madison when you are the number one back that every defense is looking at all week long to try and contain versus when you are the change of pace back for Dalvin cook. And, and so you can, I think Madison certainly benefited from coming in, in the middle of games uh, when, when Dalvin cook either was just, you know, needed a rest or got injured or something and, and just giving an entirely different look that required the defense to adjust on the fly. Now he's going to be the one that is going to be setting the tone. And now it's going to be Wong Wu. It's going to be Chandler. It's going to be uh, maybe McBride. We'll see um, as, as kind of more of the change of pace back. And so how does he handle that? And, and given that there's going to be much more tape on him, uh, what's life going to look like for Alexander Madison as a starting running back versus when he could come off the bench, when the defense was a little worn down, when Dalvin had gashed them a little bit and then kind of bring the thumper pads and just plow forward that way. Uh, That's going to be, I I think key to what to, to how high the ceiling for this Vikings offense can be. Yeah, and last point I think to make here, once again, thanks to Aquarius Home Services Studio, Aquarius Home Services, TSR Injury Law, Star Bank, our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you for listening. Again, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. That's the easiest way to listen. It is also free. Uh, I think the way Kevin O'Connell thinks and Wes Phillips think, uh, you have Justin Jefferson as your number one receiver. If you draft Jordan Addison, Number In the first round, you intend for him to be your second wide receiver. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is going to be a big part of the offense. That's why they traded for him and kept him. Uh, KJ Osborne is a good player, and he's going to be your third receiver and your fourth receiving option. And I think these guys would rather get the ball to KJ Osborne, their fourth receiving option, than to their running back. And I think that's at the heart of the philosophy here. Yeah, it makes. I mean, it does. It, it, I, I think you're you're exactly right. Uh, and, and I don't believe that Kevin O'Connell is wrong for taking that approach. Uh, that is where you are seeing the modern offense excel and, and, um, and just, you know, and, and become really difficult 
to defend. When you put the most pressure on the defenses, spreading them out, having four weapons to throw to, and then Madison can be your guy when it's third and one. He can get you what you need to extend drives. He also maybe on first down can get you four or five yards, uh, maybe even you know, three to three to five yards somewhere so that you're always in second and manageable. And so it, it, it he, you know, Kevin O'Connell clearly views the running back as sort of just this, this kind of nuts and bolts uh, guy to, to, to get you from down to down so that you are in a position with your money makers at quarterback and receiver and tight end to really make your big plays. Um, and so, you know, he's had success with that with the Rams. He's had success with that with the Vikings. I mean, even when, you know, Dalvin cook, his, his production struggled a little bit last year, the Vikings offense was fine the way that they, that they did things. And now you add Addison, you have enough, you have a full season with Hawkinson. You should expect more explosion from the Vikings passing offense. And I think O'Connell expects that, which means that do they need that home run hitting from Dalvin cook as much? I don't think they do need that. Um, and, and, and so the, it, it just comes down to preference of the style of running back and then your style of offense. And Kevin O'Connell certainly is on the right side of history with, you know, with respect to the advancements in offense and where this thing is going. Good stuff, John. Thanks to Brandon. We will be back next week and we'll probably have some resolution on Cook's situation.